Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Show. Let's welcome Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer and charlotteobserver.com. He's host of the Sports Legends of the Carolinas podcast, also the Caruth podcast, too. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Fowler. Scott, we appreciate the time. I promise we will not waste your scheduled 14 minutes on today's show. We are not going to waste that whatsoever. Let's get right to it. You wrote a column yesterday. You said David Tepper will soon hire his seventh head coach, probably in January. He only bought the Panthers in 2018. Tepper fires almost everybody at some point, but he hasn't fired the one person most responsible for his long run of chaos himself. That was the column that dropped yesterday. David Tepper held his press conference today after after the firing of Frank Reich, and you attended, but you were not called on to ask a question. That does not happen for people that don't know. I'm very, you said this in response on Twitter. You said, I'm very unhappy with the Panthers for getting frozen out of asking a question at the David Tepper press conference, sat in the front row, raised hand high, wasn't called on, protested to no avail, felt like it was purposeful. This is the question, Scott. Have you ever felt intentionally frozen out at a press conference before this one? Uh, no, this might have been a first. I I have to say I've been at almost every key Panthers press conference in 29 years, and those first 29 years, I think I asked the question every time I wanted to at some point. I mean, you can't ask 10 questions, but you should get one if you're, I mean, the sports columnist at the local newspaper. That generally is, you know, part of it. I mean, I think that's I felt it was uh, purposeful, yeah, that they uh, I had written what you, you read a little excerpt up there, and they did not want to deal with me or my questions today. Yeah, how unprofessional did it feel, and do you feel that David Tepper is acting unprofessional compared to other people's press conferences that you've attended in the past? Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know that, you know, I really don't know where this, stemmed from or whatever there were only eight questions asked i went back and counted uh so it wasn't like he you know got into 50 different questions and i don't want to you know sound like i'm really being petulant about this he did answer some he did give some answers today that i'm sure we'll get into a little bit that were interesting but but yeah i do wish i you know i i mean i don't want to toot my own horn, but I was the one journalist here that spoke with Frank Reich uh, yesterday. He chose me to do that interview when he wanted to get some points across. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty normally there at Panther stuff, and I've, every other Tepper press conference I've been able to ask a question. So it is what it is, as John Fox used to say. Scott Fowler joins us on the Body Works Plus Guest Hotline. You can follow him on X at Scott underscore Fowler and Scott. I would ask for Carolina Panthers fans, what, if anything, should they have taken from this press conference? <laughs> I thought the most notable thing uh, David Tepper said was that he does have patience and that uh, his quote was, my reputation away from his this game is one of extreme patience, which was a surprising thing for me to hear. And maybe that is his 
business reputation. I can't say I know his business reputation, but he certainly has seemed impatient here. This is the third head coach he's fired, NFL head coach he's fired during the season. That's pretty rare, and he's only been doing this for six years. So I thought, you know, one thing I think you should take from it, it was really short. It was only 14 minutes long. I thought that there weren't a lot of specifics to it. Uh, He did say a few things, and and I thought he put to rest a little bit the whole Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud controversy and whether he was the one who tipped the scale there. He said that 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 room was unanimous, uh, wanting to pick Bryce Young, uh, for better or for worse, in April. So I I thought, you know, there were some few newsworthy elements to this press conference. Look, no press conference is ever going to be easy the day after you fire somebody. That's it's never going to be not tense in there, but I do wish it had been handled uh, a little better. And so, too, when you look at this press conference and us getting to know Tepper's personality more, what is it maybe about him and his judgment that you feel like he's made the mistakes with the coaching hires that he has thus far or the coaches he didn't hire, like Steve Wilkes? Well, yeah, I, exactly, uh, Wes, and I I wrote back, you know, 10 months ago, and as, as did other people say this, uh, y'all may have said it too, uh, that Steve Wilkes should get that job. I thought Frank Reich was fine as a as a second choice, but I campaigned for Wilkes unsuccessfully, obviously. But I thought he that what he did last year was uh, not quite miraculous, but it was really, really good to go 6-6 six and six with that level of talent and that quarterback carousel they had. That was So I think he's He's just made the wrong hires. I'll say this for Tepper. He is not cheap. The man will spend money left and right. He's got an open checkbook, and he will he will spend to the very nitty-gritty of the salary cap. He's just picking the wrong people, uh, both as, you know, as coaches and I, I, maybe as GMs, too. I, you know, that's, that's another question that he did not answer today, whether Scott Fitterer, the GM, will continue to keep his job next year or not, but... Uh, I just think he's it's it's been he's just been too involved in the football part of of the Panthers and he should stay more on the business side, sign the checks, see how that works for a year. Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, charlotteobserver.com joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And Scott, look, I get it, man. Like you are a journalist with the utmost integrity. You are very professional. So allow us to discuss what it really is here. You know, this is a guy in David Tepper that is very online. Like we we know about his interaction with you at the last press conference. Like he reads your column and yet here you go and write a very strongly worded column and the headline is it's himself that is the biggest problem with this franchise. I want to know what goes on in your mind as you're writing that column, knowing David Tepper having told you himself in the public eye that, yeah, he's going to be reading it if it's anything like what's happened in the past. Well, uh, you know, I I think about that with not just with David Tepper, but with everyone I ever write a story about, I assume they're going to read it. And I just try to be fair. Um, I don't try to criticize Um, on, you know, weird things like personal appearance or something, or try not to take pot shots. I try to be fair and, and say sort of like Maya Angelou said, you know, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time or however that quote goes, I, I just go on more on actions. And so now we've got a real body of work with David Tepper 
This is the sixth season. Uh, you know, it's not a coincidence anymore. I mean, they're 30 and 63, six straight losing seasons. I mean, that is a lot. And they're gone through. This will be their seventh head coach, uh, if you count interims, uh, you know, once they hire a new one in January. So that's what, uh, to me, is the that's the unprofessional part of it. It's just not being run very well, I don't think. That's the... That's the problem with Dave Tepper personally. I find my dealings with him almost always very engaging. I think he's very charismatic. I enjoy being around him. I just don't think they've done a good job over there in uh, in running the football team. Scott, what was the question you would have gone with had you been given the time to ask it? And well, it's funny that you say that because I'm writing a column sort of about this, which will be on charlotteobserver.com shortly. And please, uh, let me give a quick commercial. charlotteobserver.com has a ton of stuff about this press conference on it already, and I, my column will be posted soon. But I was just going to ask something that was not that unusual, and I was just going to be, um, you know, I wonder how much blame you take for what's gone wrong here since you bought the team. You fired three NFL head coaches in midseason. You're on your third interim head coach. Do you ever look in a mirror and say, is it me? That was what I was going to ask, but it didn't get asked. Scott, I was going to ask too now with the narrative that's going around with the Panthers and Tepper. Is this going to be kind of a situation? We know Jerry Jones in the past, he did hire Jimmy Johnson, but they weren't able to uh, mesh long term because of Jerry's strong personality and kind of the same thing on Parcells. Is this going to turn into a deal where Tepper's going to only hire someone that can – uh, get along with him and won't hire a great coach because the personality may be too much for him to handle. He's not going to take all of the meddling and things of that nature. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, somebody, I was talking to somebody who's a, I would say a Panthers insider, uh, who's, who's been, uh, you know, in the org, you know, somebody who knows the team. And they, they said, uh, if Tepper would hire somebody like Bill Belichick, if that came open, if he got fired in new England, that that might be the best thing for him, to have somebody like that who's absolutely not going to take it and just going to say, look, we're doing it my way if I'm coming. That's just the way it is. Uh, and, and no meddling whatsoever. So I don't know where he's going to go with this next one. I mean, um, the guy in Detroit, uh, Ben Johnson, is exciting, and I think that'd be, a, that'd be a great place to at least start a search. But I don't know if they're going to get a young guy like that I mean, who's probably got other opportunities because the the track record here is not good unless you want to get paid for not working, in which case it's really good. <laughs> and wouldn't we all like that? I mean, that's that's Frank Reich, uh, you know, we spoke yesterday and uh, a yeah, long conversation, and he is going to get paid uh, for the next four years. Now, he'd obviously rather be working here during those times, but that contract was fully guaranteed, and he coached 11 games. And so, Scott, too, how much of a say do you think Bryce Young's going to have in hiring the next coach? No, very little. I don't think that's really going to be a part of it. I I just think he's too young. Now, if you're, uh, if you're Aaron Rodgers or if you're uh, one of these really established quarterbacks, I mean, Brady back when he was, you know, if they, if they had ever replaced Belichick, I think absolutely that would be part of it. But I think Bryce, first of all, I think he likes to stay in his lane. He might be, I don't know, you know, they may keep him up to speed just to be nice because he's, you know, he's so important. But Bryce Young can get along with anyone. He is going to get along with whoever that coach is, and that coach will love Bryce Young because he's 
He's about as nice a guy in an NFL locker room as you're ever going to see, and he tries super hard. Now, will he get more out of Bryce Young? Let's hope so, because we're all tired of 30 and 63. Scott Fowler, longtime Charlotte Observer columnist here in the Queen City, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Check him out, his work on charlotteobserver.com, and you can find quite a bit of work there. Not only do you have a column on David Tepper and his tenure so far, but there also is that one-on-one interview with Frank Reich. Scott, I wanted to ask you about that. What was your number one takeaway from your interview with the now-fired Panthers head coach? How gracious he was and how he took the high road on a, in a way that I'm not sure I could have done. And I'm not sure many people could have done, uh, Frank. I mean, I spoke with him. This was only a few hours after he'd gotten the word. I mean, this, he had really had little time to process it. And, um, the way that he put it, uh, you know, that this is that the NFL is a meritocracy. And while, he enjoyed his interactions with David Tepper, and he had no hard feelings. He also understood that there's not unconditional love between an owner and a coach. You you have to have conditions on it. You have to win. He understood he hadn't won enough. He wished he had had more time, of course. Uh, anyone would when you only have 11 games. It sounded in that way, much like when I spoke with Matt Rule last year after he got fired. But he had two and a quarter years. You know, he coached 38 games here. Frank coached 11. So that's a that's a massive difference, really, in, in how long. But all that said, major takeaway, and that story is on charlotteobserver.com. I don't think he's spoken anywhere else still. Um, I just thought he was he was very gracious. He was very Frank Reich, which is it's the same way he was when he was here in 1995. And I think that's partly why we, you know, he chose me for this interview was because I did cover him. All my gray hair finally paid off. I covered him back in 1995, too. I did say when long time. quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I did say long time. That was not an age joke, though. It was just you, you've that been here a, a long time. That was a kind way to say it, Walker. No, it's okay. It's okay, Scott. We appreciate it. I did want to ask you this, too. Just in your time talking with him, did you get the sense that Frank Reich felt this was his last go-around as an NFL head coach? Yes. Uh, yes, and that, that's in the story. And he, he did say probably, he did not say definitively, but he said, I think the quote was, this is probably the last segment of my journey in the NFL after 30-plus years as a player and a coach. And he's like, he's going to turn 62 next week. He's got grandchildren. I mean, you know, he certainly is not – he's healthy. He's, he's wealthy. He's got a lot of – life to live and i'm not sure he wants to go you know he could he could become an offensive coordinator again probably in the nfl next year but i don't know that he wants to to start over again it sounded to me and of course things change but it sounded to me like we we've seen the last of frank reich on an nfl sideline and then scott the last thing i'll ask you too is if you could you know kind of build the traits for a head coach here that would be needed to try to turn this thing around, what what would you be looking for? Well, I think, you know, you, you're going to try to get it's It's got to be offensive oriented, right? I mean, the last couple of years defensively have been okay. And they've got, if they can keep Brian Burns around, which I would certainly advocate, 
they're going to have a head start on next year's defense being pretty good. So I think it, it's got to be a, an inventive head coach. I don't care what their age is, young or old, but I think they need to be offensively uh, empowered to do whatever they want to there. I think they have to be someone with a real backbone who can stand up to a GM or an owner or your offensive coordinator and say, even if it is their first head coaching job, which quite likely it will be in the NFL, and say, look, we're doing it my way. This is the way we're this is this is how it's going to be, and we're going to get Bryce to do this and that. I continue to think Bryce is going to be okay if you can just get skilled players around him. So the biggest thing is going to be that building that that skill position roster. All right. Speaking of silver ha- uh, hair, Scott, uh, I wanted to go to Bob McKillop because you have a book signing on Saturday with Bob McKillop, also Judy Rose, before you can, um, you know, really, yeah, I know you can give some information on that. Where can people go to find more information on your book signing and what can people expect? Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, we do. This is at Park Road Books, one of the really great uh, venues in Charlotte, Park Road Books, an independent bookstore in Park Road Shopping Center. And uh, Judy and Bob McKillop are nice enough to join me. Uh, we are launching the Sports Legends of the Carolinas book, which, and we'll be there 12 to 1.30, 12 noon to 1.30 this Saturday, December 2nd, um, with the Sports Legends of the Carolinas book. But if you can't come out, just go to sportslegendsbook.com and you can uh, buy it there. It is a perfect holiday gift for the sports fan in your family all right i'll be there i'm gonna try to be there it's right down the road and so it'll be a lot it'll be really cool that's scott fowler charlotte observer charlotteobserver.com host of the sports legends of the carolina podcast caruth podcast as well you can follow him on twitter at scott underscore fowler and by the way go check out that frank reich interview the column on david tepper lots of good stuff in there that we did not get to here despite this lasting longer than david tepper's press conference earlier today scott we appreciate it man thank you so much for the time thanks scott always a pleasure thank you all so much you can hear wes and walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next only on sports radio 92.7 wfnc the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. We're talking about Hayden Hurst, who is doing some great work with USAA right now. He's promoting the Army-Navy game, and we want to let him to get to get the word out about his cause, and he certainly is, is said he is you know, more than man enough to talk about some of the difficult things going on with the squad right now. Hayden, we appreciate you coming on. First thing I want to know, man, I know I know you, uh, you've been in that protocol for a while. How are you feeling? How's it coming along? 
Yeah, man, it's good to talk to you guys again. Um, yeah. I am progressing this this week. I should be back doing football stuff, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, last uh, Thursday night I suffered a pretty nasty concussion. Uh, kind of don't remember a whole lot after it happened, so you know I'm kind of taking things slow because I only got one brain, man. I gotta gotta make sure I take care of it. And but you know I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back out there and uh, you know fight these last few weeks to kind of you know get a few more wins under our belt. So. That's good, good to hear. Keep getting better. Yeah, certainly glad to hear you're on the right track. That those are scary injuries. Absolutely, Hayden. What what was your reaction to the news yesterday about uh, your head coach uh, Frank Reich being relieved of his duties, and not just Frank Reich, but Deuce Staley and Josh McCown as well? Yeah, um, unfortunately, it's always in a, it's a tough day in the building. Um, you know, when you the head man kind of takes the fall. You know, Frank is a good guy with a great message. Um, unfortunately, that didn't translate to wins and losses. And I think we all know in this league, you're judged on wins and losses. You know, what have you done for me lately? So, um, you know, we wish Frank the best, but, you know, we've got to got to get a new voice in there. Hopefully we can turn this thing around these last, you know, five, six weeks and, you know, get, get above one win and, you know, hopefully get some momentum heading into the offseason. Hey Hayden, I, I, listen. You're a part of this offense. I know you're you're as you know. Dis- if, if we as fans think we're disappointed in the way it's going on offense, I can only imagine what you and and all the competitors on that side of the ball are thinking. How surprised are you by how much you guys have struggled? And like, I mean, what can you put your finger on one reason why? Like, it, it, you guys have struggled this much on offense. Man, I wish I could. You know, I wish I could just pinpoint one thing. It just seems like we just. It's, we're struggling to find an identity on offense. Um, you know, we had a good camp and everything leading up to it. I, I really, I mean, I don't know if I would have ever fathomed us being one in ten at this point. You know, if you asked me back in August or you know September, um, but it's unfortunately you know the situation that we're in. You know, and uh, these last few weeks we're going to figure out you know who wants to be here, who wants to be a Panther, and uh, figure out who's got some pride. You know, myself included. That, I, I'm not excluded from that talk. I've got to play much better football. Um, once once I get out of this protocol and, and hope, hopefully help us get on a roll here because uh, you know we're uh, we're trying to kind of figure out which way is up right now. So you know we got to find out who the leaders are and hopefully just turn like I said just turn this thing into a street fight these last five weeks and find out who's got some pride. To to say your your quarterback Bryce Young has had to deal with a lot this year would be an understatement with play calling changes and just the fact that he's a rookie of the NFL uh, trying to get better week in and week out. What's what's Bryce been like behind the scenes in terms of how he's handled all the stuff that's gone on this year? I'll tell you what, he doesn't act like he's 21 or 22 years old. Um, you know, it's obviously not not the season he had dreamed up for himself. You know, but you know, rookie years are they're tough, man. Especially as a quarterback, there's so much ins and out of this game. You know, it's college is one thing, but when you make the jump to the NFL, I mean, there's so many nuances to this game. And, um, you know, I mean, when I was a rookie tight end, you know, I took my lumps. I can only imagine being a quarterback when you've got much more, you know, information and things to process. But I'll tell you what, he shows up every single Monday and he's trying to get better. He, he's not blinking. He's not feeling sorry for himself. I see him in there every morning, every Monday, you know, every Wednesday, he's the last one in there. So, it's not for a lack of effort. Um, we've got to obviously get him some help, protect him a little bit, and uh, you know get open for the kid too down the field. So you know I think everybody's accountable in this thing. You can't finger point at one person. Uh, I know I haven't played up to my standards. You know I, I've got to once I get out of protocol, I've kind of got to get my ass going and help this team win. You know we, we've got to figure out an identity and um, you know who our who our leaders are. Like I said, just 
we're not really playing for anything these last few weeks, so you might as well play for your pride. Yep, and, and we're and we're pulling for you, man. It's been hard. I know it's hard hard on y'all, the fans. We're frustrated, but we're pulling for you. And you're a stand up guy, man, to come on here and answer these questions on a day like today. They can't be the most fun. It's not the fun questions where you got to ask you at training camp and you know um, uh, Gar- <laughs> Garnet Thor questions and all those things. Um, but I do want there to. We go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's still a badass nickname. All right, I don't want you to know that. But I want not, to not one that we could have here. <laughs> no, I could no, be no. a Thor. Some people call me a boar, but <laughs> not a boar. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, let's give you. Uh, hats made. I got to get you guys some, some hats too. Oh, let's do it. Ted does with some free gear. Let's do it. All right, get the word out. Tell us all about. It, it's about time for the My Cause My Cleats initiative, where you guys get to wear something on your cleats during during the game that you're passionate about. And I know you want to promote the the USAA. Talk about it here. What's what what is the cause for you, and 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 what is it all about? Why does it mean so much to you? Yeah, so this year I teamed up with USAA. Uh, I'm their official NFL Salute to Service partner. And, um, you know, we're spreading awareness of Face to Fight and their efforts to combat, you know, military veteran suicide. And then as well as my family foundation, you know, we, we've we kind of transitioned into military appreciation and military suicide. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of buddies who are serving, um, have served. I was lucky enough, USAA, we did this roundtable talk, and I was able to talk to two veterans, uh, Bernard Hines and Melissa Lopez, and just hearing their stories, it, it's just it's incredible what they go through. It's incredible what they have to sacrifice, you know, for us to kind of sit here and, and talk on the radio and go out there and catch footballs, and for us to have the freedoms that we have, you know, they make the ultimate sacrifice. And you know, it's just a conversation that I want to bring more light to, because um, I just think I have so much respect for the military and what they allow us to do on a daily basis, and I think sometimes it gets taken for granted in this country. So you know, it's something that I like to get up on my soapbox and kind of talk about and, and represent. Hayden, thanks for being a, a first-class guy, not just for the cause, which is the most important thing today that you're getting out there. But, you know, you're on a tough spot today. You're talking about your, your head coach and two staff members, you know, getting removed yesterday. You're on here, man. We can't say enough and thank you enough for being as first-class individual as you are to do this today. Yes, sir. Thanks. Absolutely, man. And uh, like I said earlier, I know we've, We've got a lot to figure out as a team, and that does not exclude myself. Um, you know, just kind of watching the tape from the last few weeks, I have not played up to the standard that I created for myself last year. Um, so I've got to kind of, like I said, you know, not to not to go back and say it again, but I've got to get get my butt going once I get cleared out of protocol and uh, hopefully lead by example and kind of get, get this team going a little bit. We appreciate you admitting that. And by the way, your cause is is absolutely an awesome one. And the way you described it and talked about how we take for granted the service, how we how about how we forget about those who served and they're struggling mentally. And it seems like we often, you know, we'll forget about them. So I think it's a great message. If you guys want more on his cause, you'll see it on his cleats coming up soon. We face the fight.org. Check it out. It's an awesome cause. Hayden, appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate all the talks we've had. And uh, hopefully look forward to the future talking to you guys a little bit more. Absolutely. Definitely. Get healthy, man. We want to see you back on the field. That is Hayden Hurst, your Carolina Panthers. We uh, we face the fight.org. Amazing cause. And he described it to AT. That was perfect. You tuned into Instant Replay. When the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan.